the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello, my friends. Welcome to what is known as the Dennis Prager Show. I want to begin with uh, sadness, having read Rush Limbaugh's statement uh, on his program that his condition is worsened. I know Rush, and uh, it, is, it is very painful for me to see and, and to read. And I don't know what else to add. He has been uh, a giant in commentary, explanation of America's political life. You know, he's loathed by the left, and yet it is in so many years of hours a day of broadcasting they come up with essentially nothing. They called him every name, and and yet, you know, they call him racist because everybody, everybody who is conservative is, is considered racist. For that matter, every white is considered a racist. The absurdity, which shows how little racism there is when you have to lie about who's racist. There's no other hatred in history that you had to lie about in order to make your point, because it existed. You could point to people. There are so few real racists today, outside of the left, that you, you just have to make up things. You know, does it count? I, I, this is not a rhetorical question. Does it count that his producer, for almost all of his career, as far as I know, is his black? Is that, does that typify a racist? It means nothing. I mean, obviously. Look, Amy Barrett has two black children, and she's racist. I guess she's deluded the children into thinking she's not. Anyway, my heart goes out to him. And I hope uh, I hope some magic uh, cure can can be found, some experimental medicine. Cancer is uh, literally a killer. Obviously, in many cases, it isn't. We have not cured cancer, but the survival rate and the length of of years after the diagnosis that has those have increased. <clears throat> I reflect on this, I have since I was a child, the seeming uh, crapshoot nature of, of life, you know, who will live and who will die, who, who will get pancreatic cancer and live and who will get pancreatic cancer and die, uh, 
who will be hit by a drunk driver and who will not. That's like the liturgy of the Jewish High Holy Days. One of the most famous prayers is, who will live and who will die? Who will have a shortness of life and who will have length of life? Who in the plague and who by fire and so on? The who by plague certainly uh, resonated with people making this prayer this year. But I, I, since I was a child, uh, I, I realized, because uh, I started thinking very, very deeply on, on things in my very early teens, the big issues always mattered to me for whatever reason. It's, you know, you're born with a nature. I don't take credit for it. It's just my nature. And obviously, it sort of comes down to it's either divine will or it's it, it happens. People who believe in God get angry, or well, not not angry, in, you know, in the sense that they want to punch me, but but are disturbed by the notion that there might be luck in life. But so it's an interesting question. Would you rather believe that God gave that disease to a child or that it just happened that way and God is with that child but didn't cause it to that child? That's obviously what we call the ultimate issue subject. And I've dealt with it not for, not for a while, but it's where my mind goes. That's why I think it's very important that people be able to look back at a life and smile. I I think that otherwise it renders life somewhat pointless. If you can't look back and what happened and what you did matter to you later on, if the only thing that matters is now, then nothing matters because now is so fleeting, right? Now ends now. Well, anyway, my heart goes out to Rush and I pray for him. My editor, editor, I'm not called an editor. My producer, the living martyr, Alan Estrin, known by both names, L.M. and A.E., sends me uh, about, I don't know, 10 to 15, I would say is average, correct? 10 to 15 columns from everywhere, every night. Articles, right, sorry, yeah, news articles and columns, right. And, by the way, they're available to you with uh, PragerTopia, with getting my show anytime you want. It's a phenomenal, uh, his thing is worth it alone, because it is a compendium of the most important stories, and it comes with his comment. His pithy one-liners are worth everything. So last night he sent the Hartford Current, that's the major paper in Hartford, the editorial 
on behalf of Joe Biden that if you vote, essentially, not essentially, the headline being, if you vote, you probably think you can vote for Donald Trump, but not support racism. Here's why you're wrong. Isn't that interesting? So I'm going to read to you excerpts. Now, I mentioned my producer. What was your comment? This is one of the most despicable editorials I've ever read. And that's saying a lot. That's what he wrote. Uh, he's read a lot of editorials. This is one of the most despicable. No, I, I'm going to read. I'm going to read from the major, the the paper of Hartford, left wing paper. Needless to say, it's Hartford after all, the Northeast, New England, and. My column this week is America is drowning in leftist lies. And this this column will be an example. You know, I'm reading uh, Saad. What is God Saad's book? I had him on the show and I'm reading his book now. I'm halfway through. He's a professor of evolutionary uh, psychology, I believe it is, in Canada. And it's about this subject. It's about the lies of the left, essentially, which is very rare from a, from a professor. And to the best of my knowledge, he's either atheist or agnostic. And he write. I got to get the actual line. I'm going to even buy the Kindle edition, so I'll have all three editions. And uh, he says, essentially, what is particularly frightening about the left is that they believe their lies. Remember, I have battled so long with this. Do they believe Russian collusion, for example? Do they believe it? By the way, I think America's leading liar, the man who lies the most frequently in public, uh, is uh, Adam Schiff, who said this was this computer that Mayor Giuliani has is a Russian hoax. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Janice's story. I was skeptical at first. But because of the pain that I was having when I would uh, substitute teach and have to climb stairs, so I have lower back, hip, and even knee pain. And after about three weeks, I found that I could climb stairs pain-free. But it wasn't only pain-free. I could do it step over step without holding on the railing. I'm really happy. It's, it makes me feel like I'm young again. That's relieffactor.com or call 800 500 800-500-8384. Yes, indeed, y'all. Dennis Prager here. I want to remind you about Dinesh D'Souza's latest film. The film is Trump Card. 
Yes. So I'm telling you about this uh, Hartford Current editorial. This is a true, il- truly illuminating look at how people on the left think of those of us who do not vote left. President Trump's views on race, this is their chief, this is their editorial on behalf of Biden. It, is, it has no, almost nothing to do with Biden. President Trump's views on race and his willingness to exploit deep-rooted divisions are well-documented. Okay, first of all, we don't have deep-rooted divisions. To the extent that we do have deep-rooted divisions, they are overwhelmingly creatures of the left. Most Americans get along fine with most Americans, okay? Until the left came along and created a, a, a race, racial tension, there was minimal racial tension in this country. Barack Obama played a significant role, by the way, in creating that tension. I said when he left office, he was the worst president of my lifetime. And uh, the more I know about him, the more I, uh, I, I affirm that, uh, that judgment. President Trump's views on race and his willingness to exploit deep-rooted divisions are well-documented. So here they're going to document them. He jump-started his 2016 campaign by equating Mexicans with rapists and drug dealers. Okay, he said they send rapists and drug dealers across the border. He overly generalized. I totally agree. I I thought it was a foolish comment. Foolish comments and creating racial divisions are not the same thing. It was an over-the-top comment. There are rapists and there are drug dealers across the border. That is not the typical Mexican. 99% of Americans are well aware of that. I know they think we're all stupid and unenlightened because we're not on the left, but we're not. They're stupid and unenlightened because they are on the left. Years ago, I came up with a proof of how positively Americans look at Mexicans and other Central Americans. Where I live, it's not true where many of you live, but in warm climates, you have this in particular. You will have groups of Mexicans, young Mexican men, some, I guess, Guatemalan and El Salvadoran as well, at some street corner in in some part of the city, in my case, Los Angeles, And they are there to do day labor. They are invariably picked up by a woman alone in her SUV or car. Now, is that not an amazing statement of how much the uh, Americans uh, who are white trust, uh, trust these Hispanic workers? Have we heard once of a case of rape? I have even said a white woman is more likely to pick up a a, a bunch of Hispanic men than a bunch of white men in terms of fear of anything being done to her. 
I know this is an amazing thing to say, but Americans are actually better than the left believes they are. They believe they are better than the rest of Americans. Okay, how else has he exploited deep-rooted divisions? There are no deep-rooted divisions between white Americans and Hispanic Americans. You know what there is? Deep-rooted romance. What is it, 40% of Hispanics in the first generation uh, intermarry almost always with a white? <laughs> Deep-rooted divisions. They live, they live in a make-believe world, people on the left. They do. It's a make-believe world. They construct a, a vision, and that's what they believe is, is the reality. Next, when racist violence erupted at a Charlottesville, Virginia white supremacist rally, Trump said there were very fine people on both sides. All right, they're just continuing the Charlottesville lie. He was talking about the people on the statues demonstration, not Nazis. He said the very next day at the press conference, I condemn the Nazis and the KKK and the racists. See the, see the PragerU video. Steve Cortez, formerly of CNN, now with the Trump campaign. Uh, he gives the video on the Charlottesville lie. It's got a huge number of views. Next example, and most recently when asked during a debate with Biden to denounce white nationalism, was white nationalism. you know a white nationalist? No, I'm serious. Have you ever met one? Why haven't I? I'll ask the other white here. Sean, have you ever met a white nationalist? Have you ever met a Washington Nationals fan? Aha! Aha! I got him. He has. So is a Washington Nationalist fan a white nationalist? Is a white Washington Nationals fan a a white nationalist? It's a toughie. This is a toughie. The Talmud asked that question in uh, Tractate Yuma. This, this, yes. Okay, Trump said it was time for the militaristic hate group, the Proud Boys. They're a militaristic hate group? These smears that the left throws out. Which is the group that's headed by a black guy? Is that the group? So this is a hate group against blacks headed by a black. We'll be back. The Dennis Prager Show. I'm with you. I'm Dennis Prager. Go to my website and click on ADF, Alliance Defending Freedom. Nobody does the job. Nobody. Bringing freedom causes, freedom cases to the Supreme Court. Costs a lot of money. We give them the money to do this. That's how it's done. The plaintiffs do not have to pay for the lawyers. The ADF banner is at my website. The only thing stopping any of you from doing it is is not money and is not non-agreement that it's really important to do. It is the human desire not to be bothered. <laughs> I get it. I, do, I totally get it. But it's the right thing to do. So please click on the, on the banner. Reading to you the Hartford Current Editorial. 
Okay. So I read for you a lot of the, they make up stuff. White nationalism, like it's a big threat in the country. White nationalism. Are white nationalists burning down buildings, burning police cars, throwing Molotov cocktails on occasion, setting fires, looting? Is this being done by white nationalists? You understand the make-believe world of the left? We're supposed to believe that right fringe groups are the threat. As Alan Dershowitz, lifelong liberal, lifelong Democrat, Hillary Clinton supporter, Harvard Law School professor, said to me, and you'll see it in the film No Safe Spaces, said to me in his apartment in New York, as a liberal, as a Democrat, as an American, as a Jew, I fear the left more than the right. That's exactly right. The day you know that... You can stay a liberal. How do you explain the lack of opposition to the left on the campus? In 50 years of teaching at Harvard, Stanford, NYU, Hebrew University, you name it, I have never met a group of less courageous people in my whole life (laughs) than tenured Harvard and tenured other professors. They are so terrified of their own shadow. They don't want to do anything that upsets a student. They want their student evaluations to be very, very high. They want to be admitted to all the academic societies and clubs. I have been blackballed from numerous of these organizations. I was the most highly regarded classroom teacher for years at Harvard until I started making these points, and then groups of students attacked my ratings. They would give me zero, 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 in order to punish me for expressing my views. Yeah. There are no cowards like academic cowards, but it's not true. There are no, there's no more cowardly group than college presidents, deans, and professors. That's true. But they are not the most. There are a a lot of people tied for that. A lot of doctors today are tied for that. Teachers... Cowardice is the human norm. Courage is the aberration. Let me ask you a question. If you have intellectual honesty, please answer it for yourself. Does it take more courage to express left-wing or right-wing views anywhere, almost anywhere in America, in your office, as a teacher, as a doctor, any, in any professional arena. Which does it take more courage? To say America is racist or America is not racist? It takes courage to say America is not racist. Do you realize that? In other words, it takes courage to tell the truth. Next on the Hartford Current editorial, his candidacy raises a question. Can you really support Trump without supporting the racism that permeates his administration? There's racism that permeates. See, this is what I mean. They live and they, they believe their lies as they write this. The economy, then they go into history. This is what they always do. Like, it's like this is what it is today. The economy of the southern states and the nation as a whole was dependent on enslaved people. That's not true. 
the economy of the South was. This is why it was so much poorer than the North, by the way. That's a lie. They tell, it's another lie in the Hartford Current editorial. And the framers decided that holding the new nation together was more important than taking a stand on slavery. We continue with the Hartford Current editorial. Phone number is 18Prager776. Hey, everybody. I'm Dennis Prager here. The Hartford Current editorial. And this this gives you an idea of how people on the left think, how they lie, how they live in a make-believe world, how they defame the United States for no rational reason. The economy of the southern states and the nation as a whole was dependent on slave people, enslaved people. Okay, next. For more than two centuries, we've wrestled with the consequences of that decision. In other words, to allow slavery. Right? Which, by the way, was universal. Every country had to wrestle with that. Then in 2008, the tide seemed to turn. Barack Obama was elected president. The tide didn't turn before Barack Obama was elected. This is what Michelle Obama said. For the first time in my life, I'm proud to be an American. Remember that? That's when it turned. You were all despicable racists until Barack Obama. So why did despicable racists vote for him? I suspect the average white American is among the least racist creatures ever developed in history. The moment was savored and celebrated had we finally arrived at a post-racial America where, in the words of Dr. King, people were judged not by the color of their skin, but by the content of the character. Turns out we hadn't. While many were celebrating, others were seething. Did you know anybody who was seething at Obama's election because he was black? I don't know anybody who was seething even politically. People didn't support him. I, I didn't vote for him. I announced the day he was elected. He is my president. I wish him well. The day he was elected in 2008, that's what I announced. And I was happy that America elected a black president. I thought it was a good thing. Huh? Everybody did, exactly. Seething. Others were, this is complete projection. They seethe when we win. And one person who understood that well was Donald Trump, who jumped in early with his birther claims that called into question Obama's citizenship. The campaign was dismissed by many as ridiculous, but it sent a clear signal to those who'd been disaffected by the election of a black president. They had a champion in Donald Trump. What does that have to do with his being black? Why isn't that a leftist lie? I don't know. I'm asking a question. The man, I never said a word about Barack Obama's citizenship. Not one word the entire time he was president and before he was president. I I totally, it was not a, an issue that perturbed me. 
but it wasn't a ridiculous question based on, uh, on, I think, I don't know a lot about it, so I've never pursued it, but the documents that have generally been offered, I don't believe are offered quite as uh, clearly in the case of Barack Obama. I'm not suggesting he's not an American citizen. I never suggested it then. I had no interest in it then. I have no interest in it now. But it wasn't necessarily racist. That's their, You see, this is it. That's their evidence for Donald Trump being a racist because of the birther, as they call it, movement. The difference now in 2020 is that Donald Trump doesn't just exploit racism. He revels in it. What is he talking? What are they talking about? The guy who's done more for blacks, who has allowed blacks out of prison, who who has uh, championed uh, uh, the, um, the their economic growth. <laughs> if Donald Trump is blacks' biggest enemy, they have no enemies. Trump wears his whiteness like a badge of honor. Isn't that amazing? This this is this is how the left thinks. That's why people oh could we unify the country? They don't we don't think like one another. We don't have the same values, we don't have the same goals, we have nothing in common except bio, biology. I wish it weren't true. I have a lot in common with a liberal, I have nothing in common with a leftist. He wears his whiteness like a badge of honor and plays his affinity for groups like the Proud Boys and other agents of racial hatred. Are the Proud Boys an agent of racial hatred? Is that a dishonest claim? They, they welcome members of every race. Okay. Trump doesn't simply mine the racial divide for political advantage. He treats it like a worldview to be celebrated and adored. That's why you wrote this is the most despicable editorial. Before Floyd's killing, George Floyd's killing, black people were seized by force, sold at auction, ripped from their families, lynched, raped, and told they couldn't drink from the same fountain as white people. Yes, that's true. It's like 100 years ago. Not all of it. Some of it is more recent. Seized by force, sold at auction, ripped from families, lynched and raped. That was a a long time ago. Why is it even raised? That's why you can't support Trump without supporting the racism that forms the bedrock of his political persona. This is all a lie, do you understand? The entire editorial is a lie. The politics of grievance, the backbone of the Trump presidency. No, the politics of grievance is the backbone of leftism. I'm a woman, I'm oppressed. I'm a black, I'm oppressed. I'm a gay, I'm oppressed. I'm a Hispanic, I'm oppressed. Politics of grievance, the backbone of the Trump presidency, is built on the notion that if there was something wrong in your life, there's someone to blame for it. This is the most clear case of projection that I have ever presented to you, my listeners. Instead of grappling with your issues in life, unless you're a white Christian male, you can blame it on white Christian males. That's what the left does. We shall return. The Dennis Prager Show. 
That's why, yeah, let's see, the, the racism. Racism against black people deeply embedded in our history. It is painfully easy to evoke that hatred when seeking a target for your anger. Trump is counting on that anger to get him elected again. That's it. We're deplorables, my friends. I don't have a racist bone in my body. It is as easy as saying to you that I, I'm tall. Uh, it is it is built into me. That is just the way it is. Racism is evil and stupid. I'm neither evil nor stupid. I think the Hartford Current is evil and stupid. You may not think of yourself as promoting racism if you vote for Trump, but you are giving comfort and aid to the hateful among us. That's it. They make up enemies, my friends. That is what they do. Okay, Paul, St. Paul. Paul of St. Paul, hello. Hi, Dennis. Um, I need your help. I graduated from a private Catholic liberal arts college in central Minnesota, St. John's, about 30 years ago. My wife went to the all-female school, St. Ben's, about three miles down the road, and we later married. Uh, we loved our education and our school so much that we were willing to send our youngest son, Benedict, to St. John's last year as a freshman. And I woke up yesterday morning to see that St. John's has invited Ibram X. Kendi to speak this week to the student body. And other than calling the presidents of both colleges, which I did, um, you always tell us to fight. How do I fight? Wow. I'm I'm speechless. If you could see this if you could see this campus, Dennis, it is the most beautiful Catholic solemn uh it, it, it's just beautiful and these kids are bringing this this clown well, in there. Why don't uh, All right, I'll tell you how to fight. Fight to bring someone like me to speak. Or Candace Owens or Larry Elder. Well, that would be great, or Ben Shapiro, any of you guys. That's right. That's exactly right. I I mentioned uh, I mentioned Candace and Larry because if they may be more effective to they're black. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 the only way to do it. That any that any campus would invite that crackpot. The man's a crackpot. He he's just a hate filled crackpot. If you read his stuff, you know, I have an analysis of his writings that I I meant to read to you. But we're very busy here on the show. Please now click on the ADF banner and make a contribution. We'll continue. Hi, Dennis Prager here again with a message for anyone struggling with pain. Of course, I want you to know about Relief Factor, the 100% drug-free supplement that tens of thousands are now taking every day. I take it every day. I like being out of pain. But I know you may be skeptical. I certainly was. Then I kept hearing about all the people, including my wife, who were no longer in pain. So I decided to give it a try. In fact, listen to Alan's story. I've been in back pain since my early 20s. Now I'm 51. In my early 20s, I worked for the state prison. I got injured and I was off work for about a year. 
I'm now a train engineer. I basically sit all day long. My wife making me take Relief Factor literally changed my life. I don't feel like I'm 20 again, but my back does. Everyone knows you want something drug-free. You want something that will help your own body deal with the inflammation that can often cause pain in your neck, back, shoulder, hip, knee, or foot. Actually, even general aches and pains from just getting older, exercise, everyday living, all can be a real problem, even keeping you from sleeping through the night. So here's what I suggest you do. Pete and Seth Talbot, the father-son owners of Relief Factor, have created what they call a three-week quick start. It's a trial pack, and they've discounted it to just $19.95. That's about a dollar a day, and after that, about the cost of a cup of coffee a day to stay out of pain. That's the three-week quick start for just $19.95, and you should know this. About 70% of the people who order the three-week quick start for just $19.95 go on to order more. So do what so many others have already done. Take Pete and Seth Talbot up on their offer and go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. That's relieffactor.com or call 800-500-8384, 800-500-8384. 